0: All my life, been grinding all my
1: life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. One slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life. I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life. Been
0: grinding all my life. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome into the third grade hustle podcast. I just uh wanted to introduce um our guests, West Coast Goods and West Coast Gems. They are on the podcast. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty last night. But I got him up on the audio. I hope you guys enjoy the call. Uh, we actually were on Instagram Live. So we had originally thought Facebook Live had some te- technical difficulties. I was unable to get my co-host uh, Jason Salato from Fitness Coaching on. But no worries there because Jason and I are actually going live on Thursday, which I believe will be the 30th of August, um, same time, which would be 6. Uh, p.m. Mountain Time and 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So anyways, I hope you enjoy this call with uh, West Coast Goods and enjoy.
2: It's half-assed. I mean, I made a lot of money at first and I was, you know, just to quit what I was doing within like 30 to 60 days. So um, from where we were then to where we are now is pretty close. Sometimes we keep building and growing, but we went hard.
1: But we were doing it in a different way. We, right now, we're doing retail arbitrage, mainly. And back then, we were, we were doing cell phones
2: because... At the beginning of yeah. the popularity, I mean, like, when we're talking razors, switching to blackberries. So, right, like, had a really product. And it was right, you know, after eBay kind of went away from the Beanie Baby boom, going into, you know, other items.
0: Yeah, um, so, basically... Um, I was the same way. And I feel like you kind of had that burn the boats mentality. You talk a lot about, you know, these, these, uh, the way you hustle put, you know, pays the bills, it puts food on the table, things like that. I mean, it comes down to that at the end of the day. And I feel like a lot of people, they hesitate to either start a side hustle or even go into it completely because they feel like they don't have to, they're not in a position where they have to. And I feel like, um, that, that breeds success a little bit more, um, more of the time than just somebody that's you know just doing it or it can it when it's a decision more or less um Because a lot of times people don't make the right decisions you know am i going to sit down and watch this marathon on netflix or am i going to hustle it depends on you know if you're trying to put food on the table for your kids and things like that it's going to push you a lot harder i feel than just uh just doing it for some side money
2: so especially once you go full time i mean you don't really have i mean you don't have a guaranteed paycheck yeah. Work. I mean, you're not making money. you just sitting there goofing off. I mean, you're, you're not making money. And we're willing to put in the hours, the time, and the effort. And I think that that's what kind of uh, has the difference between, you know, some people succeeding and some people failing. I mean, if you're not willing to put in the work, then, you know, any independent business isn't for you.
0: Because you've got to be willing to put in the work. Right, exactly. And so basically, um, just uh, elaborate a little bit more on what your eBay course is all about, and uh, you know that way you can kind of put a little plug in here that you offer it. And I know you guys do it monthly, but maybe if you want to add to that and just kind of kind of brief them on like what they're getting uh, with your eBay course. Well, we kind of the eBay course is really focused towards beginners and advanced so sellers. We just break it down. You know, it's be a ten-day
2: course, and we start from the beginning, you know, setting up your eBay account, your PayPal account, how to gain feedback, um, setting up a purchase criteria, which honestly is the most important part, you know, of sourcing. Um, you know, setting up the business model, how we do our, you know, shipping and prepping, um, all the mistakes that we've made because, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how much money we've lost just in stupid mistakes in the beginning, and you know. We made a lot of mistakes. I mean, from overpaying (laughs) on shipping to, you know, to cutting corners.
1: And not knowing what to buy. That was a big thing. And
2: and when we first started, I mean, there was no sold comps. You couldn't go on eBay and look, you know, what this item sold for, how many are selling for. You kinda had to go with your gut instinct. I mean, right now the tools are just available for everyone. I mean, they can go on to YouTube, they can look on Instagram, they can go on Facebook, they can join a group. Um, there's plenty of people willing to help.
0: So one of the main reasons I also thought of you guys, actually, when you requested that about coming on, I was I was honored that you said that because I've been following you. I think you and Reezy, maybe like and profit and a couple other ones from like when I was just getting started that I would see YouTube videos and just try to learn everything I can. And I think I touched base with you one time. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I was, as you know, I was forced into real reselling because I had to. Um, I was in a bad spot where I just was like, it. I'm gonna put this stuff on ebay with stuff in my basement, you know, and And then you actually helped me because you sent me a PDF of your spreadsheet because Once a beginner realizes how many fees and you don't calculate all that, you okay. know, it's it's one of the it's the first mistake I think a lot of people make when they start selling on eBay yep. okay. um, is, yeah. Right and and also what are your thoughts with um, I didn't realize when an auction rolls around, it actually charges you per round, correct?
2: So, yeah. Yeah, um, it definitely does, but it also depends on which, you know, store level you have. I mean, we're at, you know, the $100 a month store, so um, we've never actually had, you know, fees for excessive listings after, you know, that they auto. Okay. But yeah, if you're in the $20 and $50 store, you know, you just have auctions. I mean, 100 auctions always rolling over. You're definitely going to get hit with those
0: fees. Yeah, so a lot of times now I made a profit, but not near as what I thought I would have did. A lot of the stuff was like, man, I was I didn't realize what I was really working for in the end until you calculate everything. So that's when I kind of I saw you guys, but I was still struggling at the time. Still, am I'm what I'm working on right now is a lot of the things that I'm down. Me and my wife are downsizing. She actually has another one on the way, so we're gonna have two. And um, I know there's other added expenses, but in this game, you need more money to buy inventory. So yeah. Um, so that's where I'm focused now is to basically, um, uh, shrink it down to where I can have more of an overhead. Um, and, uh, and then once I got started, um, I did see on Craigslist, there was a huge, like lot of like 450 pairs of shoes that a guy locally was. And I went and me and my wife rented a box truck. We went there and got like women's shoes, you know, like um, boots and stuff. And, um, I came back and I put the elbow grease in and I, I scrubbed a, you know, then with cleaner, we got a lot of money back out of those boots, and uh, And then we grew up Poshmark from there. We just started selling our closets and stuff like that. So, we've been hitting it pretty good with Poshmark. Um, eBay was kind of what I started with just to kind of get things out of the house. Um, and then Amazon is you know, once Reezy had that free course, I bought a scanner and would hit up like all the Goodwills and thrift stores for books. So, my thought was like, if I'm in a thrift store, how can i fit, how can i profit from little books you know turn around and be able to grab these nikes or clothes or whatever and then be able to use all of them you know to the best of my ability so that's what i kind of try to round round my knowledge around so and for those who don't have the money to get into a reselling. i mean
2: books is amazing you're going to spend one to two dollars in yard sales to three to 25 cents 50 cents a- and Right. You're just willing to scan and put in the work. There's a lot of money to be made in books. Yeah, I
0: follow uh, actually Caleb Roth. That that he uh, has the the book flipper. Uh, He's also he has the Scout IQ. um, Or um, yeah, I think it's Scout IQ. He has, but um, for just books mainly. But I've used Scoutly for like scanning other things. It's just my Amazon account right now. I probably sold anywhere in the three to $5,000 range um, just from what I've started just to get my feet wet. But eventually, I plan to expand that. And actually, that's somewhere where you guys kind of opened my mind a little bit too because I know you said on Reezy's podcast how you had started that Amazon account strictly to just show how pe- people, it doesn't matter what you're like gated in, you know. People we really get sick of that ex- excuse. I mean,
2: so many times we hear, you know, we give up or we gave up selling and, you know that's the real reason that you know we started this account a couple months ago and you know I think we're really going to reach the ten grand mark on our second month. And right. all we're doing is you know frauds. there are like eighty percent of what we're selling right now and you know everyone's ungated in it. I mean we yeah. have the upper
1: hand with our grandfather's
2: yeah account. Yeah. I mean, we're scanning everything but like anything that we are that we can sell on our, un- our on our gated account. I mean, we ship there, and you know that's the best way to, you know, work towards getting that account ungated. But there's so many items these stores that if you're willing to put in the work and scan, I mean this scans two to three thousand items when you go out a whole day.
1: And I stick to beauty and
2: home home Okay. You just gotta
0: be willing to you know, put in that work. I mean, that's a lot of time. So And then, obviously, use uh, Profit Bandit, I think, um, yep, you were saying. I think and, laugh. <laughs> but either way, my point is it don't matter what you use. If it works for you and you find a system, that's why you, got, you guys can work up to the speed you're at because you probably know exactly where in that app you look every time to see Boom. Is it, you know, so, take or leave? So, so one of the biggest things that we teach
2: in our course is purchase criteria, which kind of eliminates the thought process of buying if this item meets your purchase criteria, you buy it. If it doesn't, you don't. That way there's just no thought process in what you're buying. It's kind of just, you know, you set three pieces of criteria. If it matches, you buy on the next one. If it doesn't, scan see on the next item. Or, you know, look up sold comps on the next item. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, 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 the beauty of it is that you can look it up. Yeah. There's my soft process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look up what it sells for. Except for one of our nine stores. We went on um, a uh, sourcing trip yesterday and we went to nine stores and one of the stores has zero
2: Yeah. Zero
1: internet connection. You so kinda had
2: to go gut and see if the entire store, but you know, that just comes with experience. Once you kind of, you know, get the idea you've sold this item a million times and you kinda just know what you can pay.
0: So you're saying Profit Bandit does, still doesn't have the option for database? No, it doesn't. no. Okay. So that's why um, some of these other ones do, and and you know that's that can save saves some people there too. But like like you said, once you've de- done it so many times, yeah, you might you might not. It might not even be a worry to you because um, your system. Yeah. But so the yellow tag stuff to
2: be picked up is for eBay. what we kind of like to do is you know spend five to ten grand or you know, the yellow tags. And just you know, stock up on inventory that we can do all year long. Um, I wouldn't recommend this to people who don't have that kind of budget. But you know, we have the space, we have the room to sit on it, and we want to get max value for it. And it kind of you know, keep inventory to bid on you know for the next six months until yeah. the next or sale. So, some
1: of
2: our stuff we know we're going to be until the summer. Yeah, we, we, yeah we like bathing We really stocked up hard. I mean, when they're a dollar or two, you know, these are sixty dollar MSRP items. But right. you we know, don't even have to wait till next summer because you got states like California, Florida, right. just hot states.
0: Right.
1: Hawaii. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's just so many states to where they're year-round. Right, I, I, I have a couple of men's bathing suits I'll probably put on bigger platforms like eBay, uh, Poshmark. They did okay, but it's not as big of a market. But um one thing I did find, too, is like of boots, you would think that they're only for like wintertime. And and I was getting those things sold like all through the mid middle of the summer, so... Colorado, a lot of those places still wear the UGG boots or wherever. If you're out or uh, up a little bit more uh, more north, but um, so I see you guys have like a warehouse and things like that. How long did it take you? Is that something that you guys you own or you lease, or like how long it takes to build up? Or we are still
2: in a three car garage. Yeah, so we are trying to
0: eliminate that extra, you know,
1: money out of our pocket by getting. And promise we're, so we're
2: taking advantage of every square inch. Yes, so yeah. <laughs> and you know, what, like 80% of what we do is in Amazon. So most of it, you know, it's all FBA to where Amazon prints right. it. Um, I know that we mainly share eBay because you know that's what we run day to day. I mean, Amazon runs itself. You ship it in, they cut your every two weeks. To where you know eBay is something you know I'm personally doing from the minute I wake up until you know the minute I go to bed. But also
1: spending that time making sure these items are moving. They're not going to be sitting there. So our inventory doesn't fit long unless we're doing the yellow tags where we know it's going to wait until next time.
2: Our average turn time right now for you is 21 days. So we're only buying items that are consistently selling. Okay. Kind of yeah, that made, yeah.
0: yeah, I see you do a lot of cleats and uh, you see a lot of mixed feelings about cleats. So your thoughts on that, as far as you know, bigger um, sizes, or we just trust sold comps. Like, like I always say, you know, many
2: women lie, sold comps don't. If you see right. that particular model selling in big sizes, don't be scared. You know, I sold a size 17 today. I shared it on my store. You know, I picked it up for 12 bucks. I sold it for 60, so you know, it totally makes sense. But I mm-hmm. only bought that particular model in size 17 because I see a larger sizes selling. Now, you know, I wouldn't pick up. You know different model shoes in that size, but because this particular model was you know a basketball playing shoe, and see them selling, uh, I feel comfortable buying. If it meets my purchase criteria, I'm good to go. Same with
1: women's clothing at the plus sizes, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you know, and especially for men's clothing as well, our biggest sales are size two XL to five XL. That's
0: crazy, yeah. and and you guys um like with your. Uh, Buying from Marshalls and TJ Maxx and stuff. Do you have any authenticity problems or anything like that when you go and and purchase these or on eBay or to sell on eBay? We've never had one issue with Amazon, never had one issue with uh, eBay. Okay. I just was, these are things that I know that that pop up and a lot of people. So I'm trying to um, include them and kind of if people watching had those kind of questions on what you guys do. And so, you guys mainly focus on amb- or I'm sorry, arbitrage now, but um have you ever thought about like wholesale or things like that or we consider it whole- we do wholesale for, for Amazon and-
2: we just we love retail
1: arbitrage. Yeah, we love
0: like, the hustle.
2: We we love yeah. out together, we
1: love, you know, the competition between us two when we go to the stores. Like
2: we yeah. it's just it's something we enjoy. We enjoy
0: especially. if you do it daily. But yeah. you have to love the shop. you know, if, <laughs> like a job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that uh that I think would rather shop than work, though. Um, and and that's not to say that's not any less, you know. A lot you get done from a full day of sourcing, it can like put you on your ass. I I know that for sure. But
1: uh, we got locked yesterday. First bus We drove almost hundred miles
2: out, and we were at the last store at 9:30 a.m. They closing. And we were just dead gas, but you know what? We filled up the SUV. It's gonna We lost the car keys, so I put it in one <laughs> of the bags and
1: we have like a of bag that
2: so we can do. Yeah, tired. So we'll tired, And probably uh, <coughs> well, we got a little under three hundred items and spent about two thousand, I think twenty one hundred. Yeah, a little bit over two thousand. And a little under three hundred items, so that was just you know one day. But you know, we knew that yesterday was the third markdown of the yellow tax know, what day to go, how hard to go. And
0: yeah, and to keep looking, for sure. Um. So, do you got both of your, I see uh, some pictures with your daughter involved. Do you have your son involved as well? And how you guys do that? Like, you got to, do, do they take on to uh, offering to help? Or you guys say, hey, come out and help us? Sure. Source. You know, we love
2: with Profit candy, uh, I mean, we can just set, you know, a vibrate tone to where something meets our purchase criteria. She knows to swipe that box. So all she's doing is scanning items. And when the phone vibrates in her hands, she knows she got something good. And this is another opportunity
1: where you know we're bonding with our
2: children. So yeah, it's, right. You yeah. like to have competition with them as well. So parents <laughs> always win. I have a
0: two-year-old and one on the way, so they're not quite. She's not quite that age, but I've taken her source in for books. And I would like be scanning them, and I'd look up, and she's like pulling the book covers off of the books I just scanned. So it's like it's a little bit of a, a hassle to try to like juggle it sometimes. But um, but I, I know that in the future that I'll be grateful for those times. So um, do you guys value the dollar? Oh, my God. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. And and what's crazy is where it kind of clicked for me is I actually always was interested since high school for, um, in real estate and. I was always thinking flipping houses. I grew up, my dad was like really hands on. So I had a hands on background and um, and my grandfather was a carpenter and stuff like that. So I got into woodworking, got into that. I started real estate thinking I want to flip houses. And um, with all that said, I had a rental property and some things. And when we were going through these hardships, I sold some trying to shrink down, but I always thought flipping real estate. And then it wasn't until I started getting into reselling that you can like literally flip anything. It doesn't just have to be things that are that large, if that makes sense. Like I, I didn't even think to flip a t-shirt, you know, something as simple as that. Or, um, once you get into Amazon and then you realize there's things like Amazon merch and all these other ways of making money, it, it, it really starts to open your your, your mind to what's out
2: there. You can flip anything. People are flipping used socks on eBay. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> I, I see, uh, you can actually sell like, um, use like toilet paper rolls. You can sell all sorts of stuff like that on eBay for, for those of you that don't know, go look
2: at sold toms on
0: used worn
2: socks. You will be <laughs> shocked.
1: <laughs> Please not do
2: that. It's <laughs> benches so, I mean, and you know the yeah. stuff's Yeah, yeah. I mean you can sell it.
0: People are selling the Popeye sandwiches on there now. <laughs> so um do you guys did you guys watch anything for motivation and follow anybody that keeps you keeps you hustling or do you guys just rely on each other mainly? push each other. See each other? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I really do. I mean, (laughs) when I
2: work, I just I'll throw my AirPods in. If I'm sourcing, listen to music. If I'm in my office listening, I just listen to music. And
1: we've been doing this for so long. So, I mean, it's just the competition between the two of us. And we can't work together together unless we're outsourcing. So I'm always in the kitchen on my laptop, and he's in his office while we're um, posting and listening, but... Yeah, it's, it's just the motivation of you know, am I gonna list more than me today, or am I gonna find the better find that Marshall
0: isn't Yeah, that definitely helps because then you have, uh, you can kind of split it with like your listing and your your sourcing and stuff like that. Because I know it can. So when you go out and you fill like your your SUV and you get like um, about the same kind of haul that you got the other day, um, how long does that typically last you? Until well, you source again. Oh, um typical sourcing
2: when it's not, you know, these yellow tags, um, like I said, you know, our average return time is 21 days. So we'll typically pick up about 40, 50 items a day, and we ship on eBay around 15, 20 items a day. And then between our Amazon account, we probably sell 30 to 40 items a day.
1: And I like oh, to okay. focus on Amazon
2: and then we'll do eBay. Um, eBay's my life. <laughs> I just yeah. lo- like, I really love it because it's me running it versus, Amazon's a no-brainer. You scan an item, you send it to them, they cut you a check. You're not doing anything. I'm a little
1: yeah. I like to just scan, and
0: it tells me it. Right. You know? Yeah. And eBay, eBay's also uh, come a long ways, I think, because you notice they start to do, like, offers and all these little things it's that they threw in everything. Yeah, they're it's trying. still years behind. Right, right, yeah. I'm definitely. <laughs> slowly creeping up on them, and I don't think they really realize it. Yeah, actually um, I follow uh, Renzy or R N Z Y, I think yeah, it is, okay. and they 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 kill it on Poshmark, man, with the shoes. So and and yeah, yeah that's another one. Like uh, these Breezy, you guys, them, uh, a lot of them come to mind that I I go to often for just little, and they'll always have little. You know, when I bring up the authenticity, they'll show you, like, how to spot, like, if a Jordan's a fake and little yeah. things like that that they use because they do go they do do more, like, used inventory um, right. with Posh. But we've learned a lot
1: from
0: that, so um too. So, yeah, that's what my wife uh, and I had started. Like I said, ours were basically getting rid of what was in our closets. And um, I did pick up from the same guy I got the shoes from. He had a, a nice haul of, like, Tag. That's why I got a lot of bathing suits and like shirts, like surfer type apparel from Pac Sun. Uh, what it was is he actually had a hookup where a couple of the Pac Suns locally were going out of business, and he got like liquidation sales that he uh, he had a, like a actual storefront. And then actually, I don't even know if it still exists because with the internet now, it's so hard to keep a storefront. Um, I know that firsthand. I had a uh, I did furniture and uh, like antiques and sold it at a local stand. And just the rent got too high for me. I realized just uh, even with just like local marketplaces, you can't, when when you have the option to have no overhead as opposed to paying it, it's like, it's a no brainer. I made more just by going and meeting people off of Facebook let go than, uh, than having a storefront. So it will be very interesting to see how this all shifts. Cause I think a lot of people are still stuck at stuck back there and, and so, it's
2: being in California. How expensive California is,
0: right? And and I see you doing that you know, in a jury or something like that. I no, mean, <laughs> <a>, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I'll be honest. Uh, I was gonna bring that up as a topic if if. It's just a lot of people want the quick even one to three years, and I just think that that's not – it's not only not feasible, but, I mean, on a rare instance, I mean, people can hit the lottery, but you're very slim to, you know, do anything like that. So it really depends on, on your capital. Right. And and also, as far as, like, just having that long-term mindset, I think it's going to put you mentally in a better state because you're not always pressured to, oh, we got to hit these numbers because – we're crunching our time frame. Like, no, like we have to understand that this might take ten years, you know, to actually get established. So,
2: like, if we've been at it over ten years, and we're still, I mean, trying to figure out how to like really, really make it.
0: So, I guess that's another. That brings up another point I want to uh, touch on. Um, so, where do you see yourselves next? You know, what if you had a perfect world and you thought, well, I just want to, you know, this the next step i want to take you know what's kind of what does that look like so we really enjoy um the sourcing and you know the
1: reselling life so i work that's going to be a part of us forever but um, over the last couple of years we've ventured off into several other incomes um uh, like the, the car the rental and then yes. uh, we have um uh, a dog breeding Company that is in the work. So, just uh, making your money work for you is what uh, what we're veering off to do.
2: And like the last few years, I mean, all we've really done is this work to put her through school. She just finally graduated. She did her one year internship. So, kind of like, you know, when we get back in the next, I don't know, couple of months from our wedding and everything, she's going to start working. And the ultimate goal is to retire by 50. So, in the next exactly. 10, 13 years.
0: Right. But, you know, that's it. really going into properties. Yeah. And, that, and that's a, that's such a relief to hear because, like you just said, you're talking tens of years or more. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a lot of people, I think, lose uh, touch of that. I saw some of the comments people were asking, like, uh, during the rough times, what kept you guys motivated. And we did touch on that a little bit. Um, I think, like I was mentioning earlier, like, if you have that burn the boats mentality where you don't have a choice but to Dude. provide. That's a huge motivation right there, but um, I was our overhead. I mean, our overhead in California is just
2: ridiculous. And
1: before we purchased our home two years ago, but before then, like we were renting. We uh, in the beginning years we were staying at in-laws'
2: house. You know, we were the cars were financed, and then you know, we just started realizing, okay, you know, you gotta buy the house. You can't have payments. We're throwing money away. Right. From
1: renting, you know. Yeah. So, It took us a long time to get where we are now, but we purchased our house almost three three years years ago. So it took us a good nine, ten years to get to this point. But now
2: it's once you really just grow up and start realizing what you got to do.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And what you have to sacrifice and what you have to
2: do to get there.
0: Yeah, we, uh, I I incorporate and so does Jason. He's huge into, well, how it got started with third grade hustle. I didn't even fill you guys in. I should have, um, met him in third grade and he moved to he moved away and he was a best friend of mine and he moved away and then I was only seeing him through social media. He was crushing it. He was getting jacked and all natural. He doesn't drink or he doesn't he's so clean and he actually does 100%. meal preps and <laughs> so he's very clean and he does meal preps but he hustles all which way. He has a lot of clients that are doctors, lawyers and always looking at you know open mindset, you know, Amazon merch he also does. Uh, He he buys and sells on local marketplaces. Like I said, he has a meal prep business that he even uh, will meal prep all these different meals for people. And then the extra that money that actually covers his groceries. So he's not paying for groceries for his family. So it's just about being creative and things like that um, where you can cover bills. And, um, and I stick to fitness as well, as much as I can only because I feel like they're very relatable business is the same way. Like, the the energy that I need to be able to hustle and do the things I'm doing right now, just to even get a foundation built, is uh, is not gonna. Uh, I feel like is not gonna get very far with like a fat, lazy body or not me not having energy, you know. Um, so getting out and doing things, and that's just my way of coping with it. But um, anyway, so you guys um, have been doing it for quite some time. Uh, some of the other questions I had. Um, I think we basically covered majority. Let me see here. Oh, so when you guys, when you guys left and, um, and you left your job and you were doing, and you said you got your butt kicked and hustling a little bit where you guys lost some money. At what point after losing money and then, you know, stuff working for you and you were kind of going through ups and downs, at what point were you like, okay, this is going to work though. We should continue to keep doing this. Well, eBay was very
2: successful for us. So because we failed at Amazon, you know, we kind of just figured, you know, we could go and put 100% effort into eBay. So even when we were failing, we were still winning because of eBay. Um, And we were in Oregon at that time,
1: and we did a lot of Goodwill.
2: Yeah, and for those that don't know, the the Nike headquarters is out of Oregon. And they donated all their sample shoes every few days to all the Goodwills out there. So we were just hustling Goodwills, looking for new sample shoes. you know, we found something for 30 40 bucks. It sells for three, four hundred bucks. And we were finding them daily. The money was just really good. There was hardly any overhead out there compared to California. So you know, that kind of just worked for us.
1: And then we did research because we wanted to get into Amazon. So we went on YouTube, just like a lot of yeah. you out there, and we learned from you know other people on YouTube on how to find items. And how to you know do well on Amazon.
2: And I think that's how we kinda accidentally got into retail arbitrage. Like we were doing the shoots at goodwill, came back to California and you know, just see some deals that you know, Ross's Marshall's TJ Maxx, and you know, it just happened by accident. It
0: was Yeah. I feel like I see I see that a lot too. Like, um and this goes with making excuses. Um yeah, the headquarters of Nike might have been in Oregon, like you were saying, but I feel like every state kind of has their niche where you could find something that, that there's a, there's plentiful of it and you got to disperse it to the rest of the United States basically. Um, because maybe it's some other headquarters that's near you. Maybe it's candles. I don't know, like something that sells or that is popular in your area that you can disperse, you know? Um, so that kind of makes me think too, like there's, there's a lot of, I'm actually around like a lot of country, a lot of, um, like the Amish and stuff like that. There's so many Amish furniture and stuff like that that I see that they sell online, and that's kind of what got me into redoing it a little bit, just because I was uh, pertaining to my area too here. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I basically um, appreciate you guys getting on. I know it's been about a half an hour here. Um, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to cut me off, or I know you said that one yeah, hour. Know, <laughs> it should, uh it should give me the option to save this. Um, uh, no, that's all right. I'm going to just look through and see if there's any other questions here that I missed that we could uh, answer for people. You know, let's definitely take some questions. What ROI do you expect when you're doing your FBA? This one right here will not buy anything under 100%. I'm greedy. <laughs> I
2: stick to 70%. And I won't buy anything that's ranked under the low 1%, not even 1%. And that's how we're able to kind of manage our money and make sure whatever's going out is coming back really quick because we know these items are super popular and our money's looking quick.
0: And and that also goes into, I think, what you said earlier, excuse me, Um, a little bit about how you do it so often that a lot of times the ROI doesn't probably play into your mind very much because you kind of know Simultaneously like what you're getting when you get a certain item and that's just with experience Exactly, so um, But i'm i'm more for um I think I i didn't emphasize enough too with the local marketplaces guys use your local marketplaces uh for instance today i Something that does great for me just because i know them too is tools tools do great on ebay I sold a couple. I sold one hammer um, that I had, and you can pick them up at yard sales and things like that for like 60, 70 bucks for one hammer today. So, um, depending on what the tools are and if you know what tools to get, um, I think between Facebook Marketplace, yeah, I think it was all on Facebook. I thought one was let go, but I met three different people today and made about $550 by just meeting three fans. different people. I sold a table, some tools. And yeah, it was the rest were tools and five hundred fifty dollars cash. And I think that that's underestimated because that's here and now. And now you can go into your goodwills and you know thrift stores and use that cash to, to roll it again. Um, I think Renzi Renzi actually does a pretty cool one where they took twenty five dollars. Oh yeah. And they made it. Yeah, they made it into a thousand. Right. You know, like, well, and I think in less than two weeks.
2: These opportunities are available to all of us, I mean, even if you don't have the money, start yard sale. I mean, that's like one of the places where you can leave on a Saturday morning with $20 in your pocket and turn it into a few hundred bucks. And that's where we have the most fun: our
0: yard sale. this walk-in closets. I can just have every item for sale and if it sells, I just replace it with something new. Margin at your Nike stores out there, something similar to.
2: We really hardly ever hit Nike stores. We'll do it during you know friends and family, but other than that, we have no problem because of our location. Like if we were to drive thirty miles, we could probably hit fifteen Ross, Marshalls, and TJ Maxx in a thirty-mile radius. And, and, and the best part,
1: okay. we're one exit away from the factory, the Nike factory store, one exit. But
2: away. we don't have. Uh, like, I usually source by like 9 a.m. after I'm done with shipping. I could be home by 12 or 1 p.m. and have spent, you know, my daily limit. I, we don't have a problem, right. you know, finding items. If we did, then you know, we would broaden our search to Nike and these other places. But we have no problem finding these items, and you know, Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx, Burlington—that you know, we hardly ever do Nike.
0: And uh, and I, I agree with friends and family. I actually have a hookup that gets me some friends and family cards they give me like 10 of them and uh and the hard thing with shoes too is it's um, flashy uh for a lot of people to do new shoes but one thing you'll notice when you're new is like it's a lot more overhead like you said with books starting out something like that i mean fifty thousand dollars worth of books and fifty thousand dollars worth of shoes is a lot yeah
2: yeah you know everyone always wants to sell shoes but they don't realize if you don't have shoe money it's not going to work for you not
1: only right. that, it, it, that is the majority of our warehouse now, is yeah. shoes. And when we weren't right. shoes, shoes, like, we were good. Sports,
2: apparel, clothing. Yeah, with know. like
1: 40 bins, we are good. And then now, like we're struggling for room because of shoe boxes. So we're
2: really trying to get away from shoes on eBay and just focus on sports apparel like we were and then shoes for Amazon.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because... Uh... I was that I never really I mean I would go to Nike outlet and if there was like good deals I might get one or two items but I would m- m- mainly stick to yard sales and like thrift stores and stuff because I was always under the impression that um that you make the money when you buy so I was trying to get them like dirt cheap you know even when I go to yard sales you know I'd be picking stuff up for like 50 cents because it was a dollar you know i go pretty low so um but I, I feel that I did the same thing. actually hustled the other way, too, to get rid of a lot of stuff. I had my own yard sale. So that's always something to raise some funds yeah. to get started. Have your own yard sale. Um, that's a way to build a
2: budget if you don't have a budget. Or think right. You are, so maybe, yeah. If you haven't worn in six months, get rid of it. If you haven't looked at it in your garage in a year, why do you have it?
0: Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, the... The, uh, warehouse space, you're very fortunate. I was actually thinking about getting a, a storage unit eventually for, because my books sometimes I do have duds, but um, I need to hold on to them for a little bit because I do list them on eBay as well. Um, and sometimes I will let them go. Like, I sold a guy like a whole box of them on Facebook Marketplace for like 40, bu- 40 bucks for like the whole box because they were just my duds. But I knew that I had already made my money on Amazon with the books that I had sent in. Um, so it's one of those things that you might lose twenty dollars there, but you're gaining how much money on the other end. So it's all in the numbers. And what you can do with that money that you get back. I mean
2: you can turn that forty and you know to another hundred. Right like just sitting there.
1: Yeah, very seldom we do lose money, but we we notice things, you know, we keep track of how long we've had inventory, so it's if it's just sitting there, we'll just get rid of it, you know, just dump Do
0: you guys cross post then?
2: Yeah. We just, we did a little bit of posh and then we just really started getting heavy in the posh last yeah. week and you know, we did close to 2100 our first week on posh. Yeah,
1: I've taken over that and it's time consuming and very
0: frustrating because they don't have a search option. So
2: That's driving her crazy.
1: So it's
0: frustrating. You mean as far as um search option for the people visiting your closet or you mean to yeah. search for if we want it's to add the identify them. To Sold on or no. Right now, right, we're all of our eBay items on the posh.
1: So, to make sure it's not already on posh, right. I right searched it at him to make yeah. sure it's already on there. And I just it. sold something on yeah. eBay
2: to end it on posh. You know, you can only filter to men's shoes. Well, everything we sell is men's shoes, so we can't really like look for a particular pair yeah. to end it. It's pretty pressing,
0: right? And, yeah, and that, but it's working, yeah, right. I did, um, uh, I did look into that too because I was having trouble going from eBay to and I'm looking at that now I have some things in my inventory in Posh that I was going to throw to other marketplaces. I've done it better with uh, Macari, like a transfer, but but it's still tricky. Um, I know that they do have, even they're starting to make things even easier where they have like Poshmark virtual assistants where they'll share for you and stuff like that for a certain fee a month. (coughs) We use Simple Posh for that, so. You do? Know? Yeah, ten
2: bucks a month doing all the sharing and following for us and you can't be 10 bucks a month.
0: Yeah. My ambassadors
2: are 1st week we'll be at.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah, that that's uh, pretty much what my wife has been doing. Like when she's home with the kids uh, with my daughter and things, she'll share and um, with us relocating. Yeah, we're definitely going to restructure that and I'm actually gonna probably take your eBay course. I'm actually going through real estate courses right now. So I'm like trying to get that out of the way um, and become an agent just to, I never wanted to become an agent. I always just worked as like an investor. I'll go to like local meetup groups for real estate investors in my area um, to learn more. And I, I learn a lot that way, but there's nothing that beats just being in sales because you're there and um, you're able to be present and you're in and out of a lot more properties and you find out you know, the inner workings of why they're, why this person's selling and so much more of that stuff that leads to potential deals. So, um, I'm about 70% of the way through that. And then that will kind, to kind of, um, assist with some of these other hustles and continue to grow it. Um, so once I, once I get that, those courses done and wrapped up, my plan was to get into one of your, and you guys want, you run that every single month or is it every couple of months? Every month? Okay.
2: Retail arbitrage, I think we're going to do next month, and I think well, we're going to cut
0: not next month. after our
2: wedding the following yeah. month. And I think we are 100% done with the Amazon course. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So, has
1: yeah. I'm saying what's the highest sales rate that uh, we'll buy employees for FBA. But in any category, we only
2: purchase low 1%. 1%. We
0: don't go above
2: it. Not even like 1%, low 1%.
0: I just see a lot of these about the competitions heavy in shoes and things like that. I think, uh, shoes just, it's ne- it's never something to totally, uh, say yay or nay to, you know, yes or no to, to that. I think it's just a matter of you get the sense for, if you can, uh, take one shoes as part of, for me personally, um, starting out, uh, we've done best with just getting you shoes. Like I said, when I got a lot of the shoes that I got in the uh, inventory, I went and got, picked up locally with a box truck from a guy that was doing like a liquidation sale they were like a lot of returns or things like that so you just had to check them over but i would just put them as used and but, but barely used and yeah. the, depending on the condition and just do that on posh and yeah, they get them anyway yeah exactly, exactly. Don't what new you know they just have you know put marks on them. right um and that's why i like uh some of these Poshmark, macari type uh platforms for things like that because a lot of people think well like if i'm not selling new like there's nothing to be made and it's crazy how much um you just right 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 because your cost is you know so much lower but uh but yeah so um i don't really know uh where else i'm heading as far as I know I did. Like I said, I want to take your eBay course. I, I, we do have a lot of TJ Maxx's and Marshalls and things like that around here, so I think it would help me in my area too. Um, and and also the things you're doing with Amazon, um, because I would like to get into other categories. I, like I said, we're we're sticking to books. I have a turbo printer where I do like the labels and everything, and um, and I had to do each individual book, so. Do you guys use, do you individually label, or do you let Amazon do that? You, you do? do? Yeah, we yeah,
1: we wrap them up. Uh, but yeah. that is a project that our family does together. So we all work on it. Uh, one will be placing the One's laying
2: items, one's a One one's yeah. a wrap it. We handle Amazon.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Include, including the dogs, too, right? <laughs> I do the same thing, I have a German Shepherd in a yeah. pub, I have two yeah. dogs too, yeah. and um uh, and uh, I see uh, your uh, uh, posts all the time about them getting into things, and uh, yeah. you know, and he dogs and <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> they're like another uh, another kid around the house, so, my goodness, words, if you've seen story
1: <laughs> today, you would have <gonna> seen <laughs> Ate <laughs> two pairs of shoes and two brand new baseballs that
0: we're going to take to have trout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All bad. So, do you guys got anything else you want to add before we get off here? I uh, think we answered a good amount of questions from here. Um, yeah. Pretty much test base. Scroll through,
1: make sure we didn't miss
0: anybody. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being on. I was hoping to get Jason on here. Yeah. Well, we were talking overhead on stores and if everyone checks out simple
2: life wilson on here i think he just opened his second or third sneaker store where they just you know really focus on high-end sneakers um, high-end brands like supreme and stuff like that but i think he just opened his third store this week and man he is just killing it yeah
0: i uh Disagree. I, I I don't even know what the markets are like. I just know personally for me, especially starting out, when I I personally when I we have a town or city near us, Lancaster, PA, which is like I don't know as big as the the closest city to us. And there's like a warehouse that they have a lot of vendor stands around. And when I got this vendor stand, there was other vendors in this area that drew in you know crowds from all over to look at the stuff. So I wasn't sure if the foot traffic would be worth it for what the rent I was paying. And it took me about two to three months to realize I'm giving away one to two pieces of furniture or else, uh, decor or antiques just to cover when I could be just selling that outright on local marketplaces. So what are the prices of shops
2: out there square foot wise? Um,
0: to be honest, I'm not even sure as far as storage or you just mean like, uh, like a warehouse is different than if you obviously got like a storage. Like I think you can get like a, like a store. storefront. Uh, it's probably a lot cheaper than out there, obviously. But I'm thinking at least over two to three hundred thousand, I would think, for a storefront to buy. Uh, for for rent, for rent, you're probably talking two grand, three grand a month. But at the same time, in high area, you can't even get a kiosk for under. Like seventy five hundred a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is just crazy. Yeah, and and you're probably doing That's it the best off. way. But uh, but yeah, and I also uh follow Richie Hustles. I saw it. You know, he was uh on some of your live feeds as well, and he does a lot of numbers uh, with FBA. Yeah. Uh, Vibers, um, both yeah, of those guys, they're here, you too, right? Yeah, they're always. Out. I know uh, the clutch swag. He does a lot of sneakers. Um, but anyways, I, I'm not sure who's all near me to be honest with you. I just, I like, like I said, it's crazy that we could even do this right now. That's yeah. what changes the game, you know. Even with uh, the tools that you have, with scanners and things like that, these all change the game now. So um, a lot of people think that they need like physical mentors when you can have all digital mentors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right? YouTube
2: hey, videos, I mean, that's plenty for people, people to learn.
0: So basically our mission was to create a podcast where we talk about things like this. I think hustling in general just opens anybody's mind to more or less not what just other options there are for income. There's a lot of stuff out there to, like everyone's afraid of the internet. I think still, we're still in that like transition period where a lot of people don't want to believe that the online sales that you're making are real or that's a scam or that, that, that these numbers are, you know, uh, inflated by some imagination. I don't know, but, um, but so I think there's still a lot of skepticism, which drives people to not act as well. But I think that once you realize that, uh, this is real and that it just takes time and a lot of hard work, just like anything else but it can be like one of the most powerful tools just to be doing what we're doing. So by turning this into an audio, by, uh, by spreading this information, it's helping numerous people with questions